This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Let's welcome tonight's guest. As a lawyer and cheerleader, she was known for her motions. Outnumbered co-host Emily Cabano. <laughs> the opinions he writes keeps liberals up at night. Fox News contributor and Washington Times opinion editor Charlie Hurst. And she'll steal your heart while going through your wallet. Fox News contributor Kat Tim. <laughs> And finally, Santa sits on his lap for Christmas. <laughs> My massive sidekick in the NWA World Tele Heavyweight Champion, Tyrus. Is that you? No. That is- <laughs> I feel like that was you. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write any of that. No, I'm kidding. Emily, great to see you again. Great to be here. I know, it really is. It's, it must be great for you to be on this show. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> what do you make about the, the, the this kind of, uh, I don't know, this, uh, I, I hate to use the word melting down, but it's more like, you know, this kind of irrational concern that, that's coming from the media and the government. You know, I think it, it would be amusing, it would be laughable if it didn't actually have real world consequences on so many people. You know, this is the same group of people. So we have the White House press secretary saying that they are monitoring the platform for hate. That's the most important thing on the president's agenda. Meanwhile, the Ayatollah has been texting or tweeting freely on it the whole time. Mm -hmm. These are the same lawmakers, number one among them, Kamala Harris, who are in bed with the social media platforms. It's the reason why none of them are liable for anything that happens on it. So when people have enjoyed live stream of rapes and people you know, garnering uh, support for really terrible, horrible, violent crimes, no one at the top is ever held accountable because of these people in charge in this administration, right? It's just the users. But they flip that point of view when all of a sudden Elon Musk is the reason that the world is falling apart. Um, and this is the same president who, I guess, again, this is his priority, but he decides to take air marshals off planes, put them at the southern border, right? Our, our dollars going up. There are so many things in this world that are consuming Americans, that are true stressors, and yet this is what is consuming yeah. our administration. This is what our tax dollars are funding, is their hair catching on fire. Yeah, this, I wouldn't knock the Ayatollah's tweets. They are pretty good. <laughs> um, did you see his top 10 list of Christmas movies? Oh, God. Oh. Is Hunter Biden's Christmas on them? <laughs> Scrooge was number one, which I was totally surprised. He didn't even have a Christmas story on there. Ayatollah, get with the program. Charlie, pleasure seeing you as well. Uh, what do you make of the fact that they're so scared? I really do believe this has to do with hate speech now being broadened to include anything disagreeable. Oh, I think you're exactly right. Um, it, it, and and the, what's so amazing about it is to listen to people in the press. Yeah. They're the ones that are the most upset about it. And it's mm-hmm. you know you and if you step back and you take a, a, something like tw- uh, Twitter, which is kind of the most amazing demo- dem- democratizing tool in the world for free speech and only these people could take it and twist it around and turn it into a weapon 
in order to silence the people that not only silence their enemies, but what you're pointing out, which I think is is exactly what they're doing. They're actually making uh, their opponents and what their opponents support like illegal, right. and illicit, and and verboten. And um, that's you know, German, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Something. I just want to check. But but it, but it, it really is amazing to you know we hear these people they, they they talk so much about threats to democracy and they ran the whole last election about threats to democracy and the greatest the single greatest threat to democracy is these people colluding between the collusion between the media and people like Joe Biden and Democrats yeah. uh, in order to silence the electorate because without an informed electorate you don't have a republic. Yeah, it's funny because these right. are the people. Talking about misinformation and disinformation. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little rich, cat, don't you think? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Trying to think of like an analogy, like Twitter being taken over by Elon Musk, that would something that would upset the Republicans would be like like the NRA choosing a new president and it's, I don't know, Alyssa Milano or something like that. <laughs> or just Twitter before Elon Musk. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Because all of the things that conservatives were complaining about and people were saying, oh, that's crazy, you're not being shadow banned, or oh, there's no politically motivated algorithms. Keep in mind the only thing that people on the left are upset about is that conservatives were right the whole time. Yes, yeah. But were expected to just not care. Yeah. And they're, they're really trying to, um, they're trying and failing to sort of make it seem like Elon is hypocritical. I've seen a lot of people okay, well, you know, if he's that libertarian, if he's in free speech, well, you know, you can't do anything about what Apple wants to do. It's like, yeah, he said he didn't like it. He didn't say that there should be a law to stop Apple from doing this. All that the libertarian or the free speech point of view says is you can just say what you want, you can do what you want, and I'm not going to interfere with that, or I don't think the government should interfere with that. And just because it's not a First Amendment violation doesn't mean that it doesn't go against the cultural value of free speech, which also has value whether First Amendment applies to it or not. Hmm, look at that. Oh, the scholarship. <laughs> what? 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 I don't know. Uh, what are you You're looking what? at me. I'm looking at you. I have to look at you. You're the host. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All, right. All right. You know what? I, I know it's hard to look away. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I just look above. <laughs> um, listen, this is any time you've seen in court where a victim uh, of a horrible crime, the other attorney's job is to make them look like something's wrong with them. Mm-hmm. You know, like a, a rape victim, they bring up her, mm-hmm. her sexual past to try to, like, diminish her. They have... <laughs> They have used Twitter as their frontline defense and filter. They've used it to go after enemies. They've used it to protect themselves. They use it to protect their guy. The Hunter Biden story would have certainly cost him the election. Mm-hmm. So they squashed it. And they squashed story after story. And then anybody they wanted to choose to go after to end them, it wasn't through courts. It wasn't through the police. It was through Twitter. They can't canceled. Mm-hmm. They became woke. Elon, by opening up, is now showing the crimes they committed the things that they did wrong. So what do you do? Do you own it? No. You have to make Elon a criminal. Yeah. So they now use words that mean nothing. It's he's attacking free speech. How is he doing that? He didn't say this is the new right tweet and replace the bird with an elephant. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. just said we can all talk. Yeah. yeah. Because which leads which means things are going to come out. Right. And he's he's messing with them. 
I'm going to put the information because there's going to be conversations there, just like there was those text messages about President Trump going, we cannot let this happen. Right. We have the FBI agents were texting back and forth and how they were going to go to get rid of them. Those things were happening in Twitter and they didn't, unlike the FBI, who the, the ones that had to be secretive, they were just talking about it. And they were doing it. So they have to create him. They have to make him a criminal. They have to spin it. And they're going to pull in all their allies. That's why the White House is watching. And suddenly Apple all of a sudden cares about free speech and platforms. <laughs> right. Meanwhile, in China, mm-hmm. where their phones are made, it's horrible over there. They got nothing to say. Yeah. Because they have to make Elon a criminal. Yeah. There you go. All right. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on Outkick.com forward slash watch. He snapped, then he slapped. Now his career's turned to crap. But can't his reputation be repaired? Wonders the Fresh Prince of (laughs) Bel-Air. Former actor Will Smith went on a local news program to promote a film, but he also addressed the infamous Oscar slap for the first time on late night TV. You'll recall the drama. It happened just eight months ago, but feels like an eternity. (laughs) Also an eternity, sitting through a movie starring his son, (laughs) Jaden. It was so long ago, Colbert was still relevant. Chris Rock made fun of Jada Pinkett's, Jada Pinkett Smith's bald head, and Will got up and slapped him silly. We at Gutfeld will never resort to cheap laughs about baldness. Never over. Man, is he fat. Never. See what I did? Mm-hmm. Nothing about his bald head. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I wonder if it was a rage that had been bottled for a really long time. That was a, a rage that had been bottled for a really right. long time. Mm, and it was a horrific night, as you can imagine. That was a horrific night, uh, as you can imagine. Um, you know, there's many <laughs> nuances and, and complexities to it, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, I just, I lost it. Hmm. Nuances and complexities. You mean your wife is bald and Chris Rock joked about it. That's about as complex as you get. But he was going through something that night, you know? I was going through something that night, you know? And uh, not that that, you know, justifies my behavior at all. It was a lot of things. That's not who I want to be. There you go. So is it time to forgive and forget? He's obviously paid a price for his actions professionally and personally. And it's like my dad once said, Greg, when you forgive, you don't change the past, but you sure do change the future. Oh. I know. So I decided to forgive my dad. All right, Tyrus. Does he deserve? How, what do you, okay, what do you think of his answers? And well, does he, he deserve? First of all, he, he can miss me with that. Like, that was just, re- <laughs> man, <clears throat> bruh. <sighs> come on, man. Like, <laughs> damn it. it Brother, I'm trying to support you here, but like all this interview, this interview should have been eight seconds long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Chris, I'm sorry. Yeah. What I did was wrong. Period. He went, uh, he went, which, or 
I'm not sorry. Yeah. There you, okay, yeah. because that's the apology that I get from my eight-year-old. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you, you cussed at your brother. You, you're going, well, you have to understand that I was doing, I said it as a joke. I didn't mean it. I accidentally said it. And, Dad, you understand I had a lot of things that day. The recess was short. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> My Capri, I couldn't get the straw on my Capri Sin. Like, I was going through some stuff. And then Siosi just looked at me sideways, and I was like, man, f- And I'm, that's, yeah. it was me. You know what I'm saying? And that's, he's, he was the Fresh Prince two decades ago. Yeah. It's time to be a king, grow up, and apologize for what you did. There's no excuse for me, and move on. Because now we can't, we talking about it because of that whack-ass yeah, apology. Do- you better than that, Will. Yeah, you know, this is one of those weird moments, Emily, where one act you do causes everything to come crashing down. Do you ever think about that when you're not outnumbered? Go like, oh my God. could I? No, do you ever think about this? Oh you know, I, I, like, I do this on the five. I'll be sitting, because you can only do it on live TV. And do you ever think about what's the one thing I could do? Swear. Yes, but you know what I mean. What's the one thing you could do oh. that could destroy your entire career? Do you ever think about that? Go ahead, do it. <laughs> I don't know. No. Do you ever slap somebody like no, that? No. All right, cool. You anyway. think about it, but you don't do yeah, it. Yeah, I would like to. Yeah. Even um, when you can reach them. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I, I'm over here. Here's the thing about it. I, I, I agree with you. Um, he, you know, it, it, it's like the saying that maybe your dad said also, which is that <laughs> it, it matters um, you know, more the aftermath. So if he had come out to your point and said unequivocally, I apologize, there's no excuse, I'm so sorry, I'd be honored to keep working, I'd be honored to have you watch my films, right? Instead he comes out, he makes it all about him. He, in that apology too, reminded me of the actor, or the uh, character he played in the movie about the computer and he was homeless. Right. He was literally that character. And so whenever actors apologize, you always think in your head like, do you memorize these lines? and you're just saying it. Mm. But here's the thing. Do you make that face too, like this? I don't know. <laughs> the point is, is that I'm, I don't, you know, I'm not about cancel culture or whatever, but yeah. the whole point is everyone's decisions reflect where their support is. So Comedy Central putting him on for a really long interview, that movie bringing him in and, and it's emancipation and it's a you know, serious topic and all of this stuff, that's making a decision and sending a message. Yes, we want to keep working with him. We want to keep giving him a voice. We want to keep giving him a platform. So then the next question is just whether viewers actually want to pay money to watch that film and continue supporting him, or if they think that he's, Mm. you know, I would have thought, Kat, that he would have been more prepared. He had eight months to answer. (laughs) It seemed like he, like, it seemed like he was shocked that it was asked. Like, oh, geez. Really, Trevor? Trevor? Yeah. Well, so Trevor. That's so Trevor of you. I used to love the name Trevor. Well, first of all, I would just like to acknowledge that I have no idea what it would be like to sit there and listen to some guy make fun of your spouse in front of an audience on television. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. Yeah, I do. Yes. I don't call it like a rage. Yeah, I don't call it like a a rage-filled moment though, so much as I just call it like a Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Like that one Tuesday right after I got married and you opened the show accusing my new husband of being the Unabomber. Yes. (laughs) Which is We still haven't solved I I still there's some questions. I'm just asking some questions. Have you ever looked at looked at your husband closely? Like which is arguably more offensive than pointing out that someone's bald. <laughs> but I just did it, like, I didn't get mad. Yeah. I, I don't understand. He said he says, like, oh, and I just I just filled with rage as if that's something that you're supposed to be able to understand. Yeah. I don't understand it. 
Here's the solution, Charlie, I have is his next movie has to be <laughs> playing himself. Uh, and call it Oscar Night, and you have like it. You have it written by like uh, what's that dude? You have it directed by Spike Jones, right? Spike Jones. You do like one of those really kind of like Charlie Kaufman writes it, and it's and it ends with him having to make a movie about the Oscars. So it's this eternal recursive moment in his life that he will have to relive forever and ever. Torture. I, I, I don't. I still don't think it'll be as good as Hunter Biden's Christmas. <laughs> which. which by the way, I think that as a t just to test Twitter's uh, free speech now, yeah. I think you should run. I think you should premiere Hunter Biden's Christmas on Twitter. Yeah, we were going to do it on Fox Nation, but uh. <laughs> Hall Hallmark passed. Hallmark passed. <laughs> it, it's Christmas month. They don't run nothing but yeah. Christmas. Yeah. I could, and, and also, you know, Dean Cain wouldn't go totally nude. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not so, Superman. Thanks to Emily Campagno, Charlie Hurtcat, Tim Tyrus, our studio audience, Fox News and I have a dreamy, Trace Gallagher is next. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, in these ever-changing times, you can rely on Fox News for hourly updates for the very latest news and information on your time. Listen and download now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.